you ever heard a strange noise in the middle of the night? Hello? Ever seen something you couldn't quite explain? What's that? Ever been visited by a loved one in a dream? What are you? Psychic mediums Katie Manning and Michelle Lyons Polito talk about it all. Welcome to the Psychic on the Scene podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another exciting episode of Psychic on the Scene. And with you, as always, is your favorite redheaded psychic mermaid, Katie. And with me as my co-hosts, our wonderful producer, D. Scott. Hi. And my wonderful friend and co-host and psychic medium, Michelle Lyons Polito. Hey, everyone. And we are talking about tonight a topic that Michelle and I discuss a lot with our clients that mm -hmm. is hugely, um, I think, misunderstood the ability yep. or the, uh, the impact it has on people, psychics, and it's being an empath. So um, for those of you that don't know, most psychics are very empathetic. We feel other people's energy um, even before we know them. I think we oh, feel yeah. their energy. Don't you agree, Michelle? Yeah, I, I had this happen when I mean, I do most of my readings remotely now, but um, like if I'm doing a clearing, on-site clearing, I'm driving to a house of a person that I don't know, and I am feeling everything they're feeling, and I haven't mm. met them, but it's almost like I have a, I keep a paper calendar because I can't figure out electronics and the empathetic. Honey, I do too. I, yeah. I do too. And you know, just on a side note, twice now, my computer has crashed, blessedly, knock on wood, not in a long time. And thank God I had a paper calendar. Yeah, because you can rely so, on that. And it's right and there. It's like, you can do this, you can do that. It's like, no, I don't want to have to. No, and I probably can't. <laughs> so, <laughs> so with my eye, it's an at a glance. It's like that binder type calendar that you open up. And I, I write down appointments and clients and whatnot. But I close that sucker when I'm not using it. Because I think with the black cover, it keeps it quiet. It's like keeping a crystal ball or crystals in a black velvet bag. That that, that the color black helps to just quiet the energy. If I leave that thing open, especially at night, it's like the energies get up and out of that book and come upstairs and, and pester me. So yeah, I, I agree with that. So an empath by definition or being being having empathy, it's the ability to understand and share the feelings of others. Mm -hmm. So if you are a person that you've been told in the past that you're moody, um, you probably are because you're emotional. It may mm -hmm. not even be your own emotions. I have to tell clients a lot, like um, you should probably be putting a protective bubble around yourself, oh, yeah. especially if you work in areas that have to do with the public, like healthcare, um, law enforcement, psychiatry, um, teaching. I think a lot of them are the high impasse because they're reading and assessing energy all the time. You might be within the family known as the peacemaker. Yep. So if from the time you were a child, you, you were an old soul or, you know, categorized as an old soul, it's probably a huge part of doing that where you felt responsible, even if you didn't understand what you were doing for making everything okay for the adults. I always say those are the yeah. people that come in, they parent to the parents. Yeah, because you can feel all the emotions. You can see all the sides of the story. It's yeah. not like you're just, you know, you're so caught up in your own emotions. You're feeling everyone else's. And you're like that, that psychic sponge. 
I have, uh, even the older I get, um, I know from doing, taking the psychic quiz and I, I, I got it from a book. And when you do the psychic quiz, it can break you down into channeler, um, empath, medium, and shaman. And I know that I have always been a medium empath. Mm-hmm. I think in my old age, I have less tolerance for the empathy part. It's not that I'm not empathetic. I think I almost feel it too much. Yeah. So if a place is too loud or busy or chaotic, forget it. It's almost like I can't, even if you can't hear, like I can't hear. It feels like I'm suffocating with all of it. Oh my God, Katie, that's it. Exactly. We um, went out to dinner for my sister-in-law's birthday the other night and the restaurant was so crowded. I said, and I, it was being, my ears were being suffocated my entire being I had to go outside it was a little chilly I was fine with that it's like the the most difficult place for me is like the mall or like a pub a bar because especially if I have a drink which I don't normally do but well I kind of did on Saturday (laughs) parade Uh, someone brought some jello shots so that was quite a bit of fun but the problem with that is different kind of spirits right oh yes those full of spirits (laughs) the thing is if i if i do you know have anything to drink like that it's like my filters and we'll talk about that too the filters and the the shields and protective bubbles i put up around myself kind of just come down not only can i hear like everyone talking and all the music i hear all the spirits that are in the place all the spirits attached to those people and i swear i can actually hear their thoughts i feel like i'm reading minds and it feels like i'm just going to explode from but the do energy. you find that like all right so jimmy and i will go someplace and we'll go out to dinner or whatever and if there's a cacophony, cacophony of sound <laughs> or a lot going on yeah i can't hear or feel him i'm literally feel like i'm i'm in a bubble away and it's yes. everything um like Everything all else. around me. It's, it's pulling me away or pulling me in different directions. Yeah, you're getting flooded and diluted. Yeah. And so much. It's like, like my husband doesn't understand that because he can function like he has the stock channel on, the radio on, and he's on the phone. And I'm gonna like, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna explode. I mean, not yelling at him, but I can't function. Like if I'm driving in the car, I can have the radio on, but if I'm trying to find the address, I can't possibly think about numbers if the radio's on. That's a, I think that that's like, um, so that, that is huge with people that are empaths that they can't multitask. They have to be more myopic. Yes. And over the years, I think we have um, overstimulated young kids Mm-hmm. So kids that have empathy wind up coming home and they have emotional breakdowns. They're in an airport or they're, they're someplace and there's yeah. just too much sound. Families don't understand. It's kind of like buck up and, yeah, and deal with it, know, kid. and deal with it. But really it's almost like an assault on yeah. their emotional or spiritual state that I'm not saying that they need special treatment, but you need to better arm yourself and you need to better arm these young people. I would say even our, our indigo children. Um, so to insulate them against this. Yeah. Insulate all of that. So here's another part too. It says you may feel physically ill. Like when somebody yells at you or gets angry, 
even if you hear, I don't know about you, even if I'm someplace and somebody else hits, yells, or does something, it, it it's not even directed to me. It literally makes my stomach yeah. jump. It feels like it's happening to you at some level. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it does that. Like, oh. Yeah. It, it, it's um really, and it, that to me, it's almost like you think to yourself, my God, do I have some other trauma or something? PTSD? Yes. But like that's it, kind it, of how it feels. Right. But you're just channeling well right. at, at least for me i'm channeling that emotion for them i used yes. to think that was crazy maybe i am but <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> then you're in good company oh gosh but you feel other people's feelings and i mean i was always in trouble for daydreaming i don't know about mm. you yeah well one of my report cards my mother had yeah well, more than one it said um one said that um she daydreams all the time and I can remember sitting, I think I talked about this on another podcast, but I was sitting in class and I would like li- literally be listening to spirits or people talking. Yes. And I was so used to doing it at home that forgot like basically like I was supposed to be in school. And I can remember the teacher the next time they said, okay, put away your science books and take out your math. And I was like, oh, I missed a whole lesson. I was listening to all these other people and I missed the teacher. And I was like in a panic, kind of like, okay. Did you notice that I wasn't paying attention again? And then a science teacher in junior high wrote on my progress report that I was inattentive in class. And I thought it meant I was not in attendance. And I'm like, I'm always in attendance in class. And he goes, no, it's inattentive, meaning I wasn't paying attention. I was just like gazing off. I was like, your your body was there, but the rest of you really wasn't. (laughs) Wasn't really there. I wasn't really there. Oh my gosh. Um, Yeah. Because you're so busy feeling, you're either feeling everyone's feelings, which can also, I think, make you vulnerable. I was, mm. I was very awkward in school. Um, I don't think you were, you were you know, not as, you know, like I was the weird girl in the corner reading a book. It was just easier. I wasn't, I wasn't that girl. I was the clown. Okay. I was, I was was the cheerleader, but I was the clown. Like I, Uh I like to be funny and I was, you know, I could be loud and silly and whatever. I think, but I also was the one because I was an empath. I had to make everybody feel good. Yes. It's exhausting. Right. Nobody could feel bad. I can remember even going back when they'd have, you know, cheer, back then cheerleading tryouts were trauma. Yes. And there'd be hundreds of girls in the gym and like what, 13 girls are going to be picked. Mm-hmm. Do you know that afterwards it bothered me so much that somebody might feel left out that I used to, um, I used to invite them all for a sleepover. So we'd have like 30 girls at my house because I didn't want, if you didn't make it even, I didn't want you to feel like you weren't part of something. Oh, Katie, that's wonderful. Yeah. But that was all a part of that empathy. Of needing to fix. That nobody could feel bad. And that, that's a beautiful thing because there's so many people out there. Don't you think that us and our empathy and our being empaths and empathetic, they were the opposite of a narcissist. So, which brings up a, a great point because I've seen this before when I started doing studies on researching things that had to do with gaslighting and narcissism. Relationships. So first, one of the things you brought up, it's the first time I heard the term was when I was doing the research and it's called mirror nu- neurons. So mm-hmm. when you are feeling that empathy, 
Yeah. They believe that it's an actual condition that your brain is firing the neurons to like basically copy that person. Right. Um, so I think young people, teenagers definitely do that. That's probably even where mob mentality comes from in the empathetic sense. It has to do with that. You, you're bringing in the anxiety. You're bringing in the pain. You might not even understand why all of a sudden in Walmart or the grocery store, you feel all of that anxiety and pain. And it's because you're mirroring the neurons from another person. You actually have to learn how to say in your higher mind, is this my shit? This is not my my stuff. Right. It's not my stuff. Oh, it's hers. Like kind of send them a blessing yeah, or white light and then get on with it. You know, go pick up the the food that you're trying to shop for or whatever, (laughs) because otherwise it stops you dead in your tracks. Mm -hmm. And that's why I, I use that term a lot. My older two don't really, I don't know if they even like utilize their abilities anymore because they're so focused on, on, you know, adulting and their jobs and and their school, which is great. Um, But with my, my youngest, he'll come home from school and I I do get the mental breakdown, emotional. It's kind of like, it's like this, this dumping. And I use the term with him. Why don't you squeeze out your sponge? Mm. Because, you know, being, you know, you don't want to be a dry, brittle sponge because then you don't care. You can't interact with people, but you don't want to be a sopping wet sponge because then you drip. That's when I always think that's when you lose it is when you're just dripping emotions. You should be a damp, a damp mop, a damp sponge. Cause then I, I like that analogy though, bringing out your sponge because they, that helps. Yeah. I think kids, especially if they don't have some sort of a mechanism that they don't realize they're taking all of that on. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the part that's the overwhelming. And a lot of times those sensitive souls are way far ahead of the emotional set that they're around. Oh my God. They're yeah. not going to click with those people. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't click. They're, they're, but they're that. pulling it all in and they actually feel like they're the ones that are awkward. They're the ones that are weird. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, they're, I mean, not. they're not. And, and then they, they can just get along better with adults. Right. Just because right. Oh, I can, I can just talk to you with all the weirdness. So we've been working on that a lot. And I think it helps a lot because he'll come home and he'll someone's sad story about, you know, their parents being off. I'm like, honey, you know, it's good that you listen, but you can't carry that. You can't take it home, you know, squeeze out your sponge. And if I pick him up, which I usually, well, half the time I do, you know, I'll get in the car and I'm like, squeeze out the sponge. I don't want, I don't want to bring that, that dirty water home. <laughs> yeah. That's and, a hard thing with Nicholas. I always did the, um, um, I'd stop him and I'd go, okay, stop. Mm. Cause I'd want him to raise his vibration. If he got in the car and he started to tell me, well, this one said this, and then this happened and then yeah. this happened. I'd go stop. And I'd say, you tell me one good thing that happened today. Go, well, I got to sit next to such and such at lunch. Okay. Yeah. What else happened that was good today? So by doing that, it immediately for the empath, it changed his focus yep. and it changed his energy. It literally yeah. like in, within the car, it would lift it right up. Yes, now, I do that if, too. It's like, what, what's the best thing that happened today? I always say that. Which, what was your favorite part of the day? What was the best thing that happened today? So that's a, a really good. So you brought up a point about narcissists. Mm. All the information, there's different kinds of empaths. There's emotional, physical, intuitive, plant empaths, which means they, like we know Barb is a plant yes. empath. 
Oh my gosh. Our, talk our listens to the plants. So um, <laughs> she hears and she'll literally like whisper to me. She goes, can you hear them? No, Barb, I can't. I hear dead people, but I don't hear plants. I'm sorry. I, I just can't. Sorry. I do a lot, but I can't hear the plants, but she always does it. Like she thinks she and I, did you hear them? No. <laughs> and the um, bee too. I don't hear, yeah. I hear the buzzing <laughs> and I run. That's about animal, it. Animal, animal impact, which we I know you and I, yeah, you and I do that. And then the earth impact which I think a lot of people yes. term them as light workers and they will feel when there's chaos on the planet. We they feel that. Yeah. We, we feel it coming, but they seem to feel it while it's in motion. It could be, um, you know, uh, tsunamis and things like that all over the world. And they're feeling it as it's happening. Oh, thank God. I don't, I get the, I know, thank God. Me too. I know. And that's when you'll call me or I'll call you because I'm just like, oh, my God, I'll, I'll just feel just like just heavy and oh, my gosh, something bad's going to happen. And then I'll message you and you're like, I've been feeling the same way. Like that was before, you know, 9-11. That was before that oh big God, tsunami. Yeah. That was before even COVID. We felt funky. Yeah, um, but you and I had it. Remember, we were at lunch. Talk about feeling the empathy or premonition coming. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't define it, it was me, you um Barb Nesnick, I think Elizabeth Hathaway was there and I said I keep feeling like something so I don't know why we were all together we were together for a meeting at the so. witches council yeah. I guess <laughs> and, um, so we were in the meeting and it was before Hurricane Irene and Lee oh that's right that's right and we all kept saying are you having weird dreams are you having and we were like yes I keep seeing something coming and I can feel it in my gut and I like with me I was I was insane about getting water and batteries and, yep. and candles. Mm -hmm. And I had every, I had disaster preparedness things. Yeah. I had plastic tubs for our pets. I'd never done anything like that. I didn't know why I was doing it, but I kept doing it. And we were planning Nicholas's graduation from high school. <laughs> and he, we had something come to the house for the party. And he goes, yeah, put it out there next to the end of the world water. And Cause I had water like stacks and stacks of water. But then at once it happened, I knew why, you know, obviously yeah. it was like, ah, that was why and because it's, we didn't have power for two weeks. Oh my gosh. And it's so important for us to check in with each other because sometimes I'm thinking, is this something, is this a personal thing? Am I getting a personal premonition? And cause I can't tell because it's too close. You know, we oh. can't tell when it's our own stuff. And so it's okay. Is this, and that's when, like when my dad was before a year before my dad got sick or we knew that he was sick. Oh, your lights went off, Katie. I know, oh, it's my computer. Okay. Um, you said you had pulled me aside out of Barb's and said that you saw something coming as far as an illness. We weren't sure which parent it was, but, yeah. you know, a year later. So that's why I think it's important to have someone you can talk to and bounce it off. Of. And it's like, oh, my gosh, is this something that I'm getting a premonition about for myself to prepare myself and my family for something? Or is this just the earth? I always think of like shaking out a blanket and we're feeling the ripple of the blanket. And that's mm -hmm. what we often feel together. And we just feel so off and so anxious. How, how many times have you and I gotten into a group discussion with like Alex Bradley? Yeah. Where so you're often. like, okay, is everybody batshit? And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, they're all batshit crazy. It doesn't matter where I am. I've encountered yeah. so many things. And then he'll say the same exact thing. Yeah. Like, oh, I've had it too. Um, interestingly enough 
they, so we started to talk about the narcissist. Yes. So there's two parts of this. One part is I have read before that empaths attract narcissists. Oh yes, now, we do. I don't, I don't know if I be, I'll be honest. I don't know if a narcissist is that smart that they know that they're drawn to it or they're using that person's power or mm -hmm. energy, um, kind of like an energy vampire. They just know that they feel good or they feel yes. better around that impact. That I light. think that's it. I think because of their darkness, they're attracted. They're like a moth attracted. Well, to here's the other part. They said, in a lot of this write-up mm -hmm. they said that it's called the like a dark empath that's a narcissist so oh. it's actually oh, oh, oh. that the makes so same much sense. exact ability to feel and read and know people the that difference gives me is goosebumps. an empath will see that and they'll be like oh you need a hug you need a <laughs> cookie let me do that for you a narcissist will go oh that's where it hurts Got it. Let I'll me save think. that. I'll say I'll save that in the data bank. Oh, that gives you pain. That's where it hurts. I understand that. Let me put that away and I'll mm -hmm. use that at a later time. So narcissists know how to manipulate that energy. It's just the same thing, but it's the mm -hmm. flip of a coin. And that's I think that so many empaths have ex-husbands and ex-wives who are narcissists. Agreed. I know. I do. I probably shouldn't say that, but um, it's, it's interesting. And I had an ex-boyfriend that looking back was narcissist too. And it was uncanny. This, and this is just supports what you just said. Every time I'd say to myself, that's it. I'm done. I'm walking away. Okay. And that's before Alexis and Google home, you know, they're listening to you. I, I think I just had gotten my first cell phone and I wouldn't even say it out loud. I'd be thinking it. He would call. Within a half hour, he could feel me pulling away. And that, yeah. that is the shadow side. It yeah. is the dark side of the force. Yeah, and it, it was amazing how that would happen. I was like, you are kidding me. And like, like clockwork, if I could have bet on that, I'd be a millionaire. <laughs> so, um, you know, like the pros of having empathy or being mm -hmm. an empathetic is First of all, you most of the time you live with no regret. Yeah. Because you are so giving, you're giving and you're supporting other people. Um, you know, when somebody needs help, like mm -hmm. you're not even on the phone with the person and you're like, I need to call Michelle. She <laughs> just needs to, I just need to let her know that she's the best bitch. And you and always do that. It's right when I'm feeling my worst, you know, boop, my phone. Somebody else just told me that I sent a message and it was a girlfriend going through a tough time. And I'm like, how you doing? I love you, you sexy bitch. And all of a sudden she goes, how do you know? And I'm like, I j literally will just go like boop in my head. Like, don't reach out to her and make her feel good. It's like a um, little text bubble in our head. You know, it, it kind of yeah. is like getting a text about a person. It's like, oh. The biggest thing with being an empath um, one of the biggest things is it's absolutely exhausting. So if you are a person yeah. that is in, um, you're a psychologist or mm. you are a teacher or you work with kids with special needs, those mm -hmm. are admirable nine to five jobs. The thing I would warn against when I teach classes is it's exhausting. You are yeah. not made, you are not designed to have that gift and be using it 24 seven. Mm -mm. So you need better mechanisms to go home 
and disconnect? Do you yep. get, you know, do you take some alone time? Do you make sure that you um, connect with nature? Disconnect electronics. Oh God, Do that's things so that are like art or music. And I'm not talking like you have to, you know, paint a, a canvas, but <laughs> something that takes your brain to the other place. So my fear, and it happens a lot because these people are empaths, they take the nine to five job. This has actually happened. And it's a psych nurse. And she works with really challenging cases, but it's very fulfilling. Somebody is doing that and they're doing an amazing job with these people that need their help. Making a difference. And they also marry or they're involved with relationships that are also somebody that might be um, sick, Mm -hmm. bipolar, narcissist. So when they Mm -hmm. go home, they don't get relief. Nope. All they do is keep giving, giving, giving again. You are not designed to constantly run your batteries down. You know, and we don't know. And it's so funny because uh, narcissists, it's always about them. And Mm. empaths, it's never about them. But if they try to carve out time for themselves, they feel selfish. I had days, I can remember, I'm better about it now, but I had days, I don't know about you being a mom, that if I had just time to sit, Oh yeah. I, and do, I literally would be like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. It's almost like I was getting away with something. <laughs> yes. Cause sometimes I'll, I don't turn the TV on when I'm home during the day. I decided that the puppy and I needed a nap and I sat on the couch and I turned on, I don't know, some animal planet vet show and I fell asleep and I woke up feeling great, but guilty. And I said something to my husband. He goes, you can nap all day if you want just don't be so hard on yourself. You know what I mean? And it was such, it's funny. It, it's just that I'm conditioned to think I need to do more. I need to do more. Yeah. By the way, and, I love that he said you can nap all day. I think that's adorable. Uh, um, he's a love cute him. I know. Um, hard to watch things. Um, like you were talking about the TV hard mm-hmm. to watch that are violent. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, like you feel I, it. I'm not a good person with like, you know, the um, Ripper movies. No, I don't watch scary movies or anything. I, watch, I will watch ghost movies. You don't watch ghost movies like horror, but I don't like the, the you know, the bloody but, movies, the scary movies. I don't like movies where there's torture. Hmm. And I, I don't know, it's going to be past life, but anything with beheading, I, I can't handle it. Because I, I think it's, I know it's a past life of mine. And it just, even though, I mean, I don't, I don't have fragments. I don't, I'm not still suffering from that, but it's kind of a part of my soul. So I can, I refeel that and the horror of it. And so like, I don't watch a lot of the, the ghost um, investigation shows because they come through my TV and then I have ghosts in my house. Right. And uh, yeah, so And I tell clients that, you know, why does my house keep getting filled with ghosts? I'm like, you watching ghost shows? Oh, yeah, I love them. Like, ding, ding, ding. That's why. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that would be a big, big thing. I also, because um, it's hard for an empath, the older we get being Mm -hmm. an empath, it's hard to be around fake people. Oh, yeah. Cut them right out. Can't, Can't do that. So you and I, before we went on, we're talking about how yesterday was the spring equinox. Yes. And it's all new beginnings. One of the things I recommend for new beginnings, whether it's a new moon or a full moon, is purging Mm -hmm. and releasing things, people thinking, 
mm-hmm. that no longer serves you. And it's because it's mm-hmm. holding space. It's holding space for, for good in your life. Yeah. And I, I think another important thing to, to let go of is anger and resentment, especially mm. towards certain people, because if you are holding that resentment for someone, then you're letting them keep a piece of you that you could yep. keep for yourself or if you want, give to someone else someday. But I think that's so important to forgive. You don't have to forget, but if you do forgive, you end up forgetting because it just doesn't matter anymore. There's a practice um, that Suzanne Ansler teaches in Hawaiian Energetics, and it's called Honoponopono. Oh, yeah. I when, love I, that. when I see Suzanne, I always <laughs> screw around with her and I go, Honoponoponoponoponoponoponoponopono. Um, and it's an amazing practice because it is the act of forgiveness. And by yes. giving forgiveness, you gain. And by letting things go, um, how many times have you and I talked to somebody and they are still holding, they're married, they've moved on, and they're holding a grudge with someone they had a relationship with. And and it's like, how can you be in that space? Why would you want that? Right. Why would you? And when I say it to them like that, like, okay, so he was a douche, but why are you holding on to that? Why do you care? And, and then it's like, like, oh, because yes, either they, they had the aha light bulb moment or they're just so venomous. They don't want to let it go because it's become a, per, a part of their personality. The other thing I see with that is if somebody is mad at somebody for dying. Oh, yeah. And they can't let it go. And, and I'm not a therapist, but I think a lot of it has to do with that. They let go of that pain or that anger. Mm hmm then they feel like they're letting go of the person. And then when yes. I said it to them, like, yep. if you let that go, you know, you're not letting go of them. They're still going to be with you. And that's usually a big breakthrough or breakdown. Yeah. I, I actually, that comes up a lot in the readings that I do because people always ask me, why can't I see my, my loved one who passed, but I can see other spirit or why did I see them or feel them right? Like right after they died, but now I don't. And it's just the grief often blocks them if you don't feel them at all. And the other thing is, okay, you felt them when they first pass, you want them back as themselves in that body, but that body, they they discarded that because it doesn't, it doesn't suit them anymore. It doesn't hold their, their energy. And I said, when they first visit you, of course, they're going to feel like that person, but they evolve and they grow with you they become almost a part of you energetically so you can't look for them the same way it's like trying to see the nose on your face mm-hmm. without you know looking straight forward without crossing your eyes and but i do find that i've read for people that are so angry or so grief stricken and you know because it's hard to lose our loved ones but as soon as they were able you know we did some clearing work and talking about it and as soon as they were able to release that fear and anguish, they started to feel that person again. Mm-hmm. That comes up so often. You know, why or maybe can't... their perception of it has to be a little bit different. And that's all a part <laughs> of letting go of like the old thinking, like they got it one way, but they they're angry because they're not showing up that way. And I'll say, but you're missing all the other signs because oh my you're so fixated on one thing. And then they're like, yeah, exactly. Said, you know, you're not going to walk into your living room and see him sitting in the chair. <laughs> they did. That's a, that's a pretty good trick. Um, and yeah. that does happen sometimes, but that's not the norm. They send you signs. Yeah. 
that takes so much energy. That's what I tell people. It's like, well, I want them to stand in front of my, at the foot of my bed at night. I'm first, I, first of all, no, you don't. It's scary as hell. Second of all, it takes a ton of energy for your loved one to do that. You know, just. Yeah. And you know what I call that? That's called psychic greed. Yes. That's exactly what it is because we want it our way. Yeah. You know, I so want to say that's, like, that's another whole, like yeah. another whole, the thing whole story. Of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. So some of the things like here, we're talking about new beginnings. Yes. And you're an, so you're an empath and I'm going to give you some tips about mm-hmm. how to um, nurture that energy um, and really take a hold of it. So one of the things you could do is to go to somebody like Michelle mm-hmm. or um, Kara Livingston or just oh, yeah. that's, that's yes. Reiki masters and they're Reiki teachers and they can clear out your gooped up energy. Yep. Oh, Melissa Maybe Neely been, too. Melissa does Melissa Neely. I forget that. Yep. She, she, she does it too. Sorry, Melissa. Um, <laughs> but kidding. they'll clear out your energy and um, they kind of help you get your chakras and that's another whole part of your energy work. Yeah. Uh, clear it all out and then making you be responsible for your own protective bubble. Mm. That that's so important is to is to per, just uh, I guess use psychic hygiene. Yeah. You yeah take showers, exactly. you know, we we brush our teeth, we go to the dentist, but practice psychic hygiene and Perfect. It does so much to help. And that's what I love about spring. So you think of spring cleaning and I'm trying to, I try this every spring to various successes, but just get rid of, go through all my clothes, mm. get rid of anything I don't need. Start with the clothes. It's the easiest. And then clean as much as I can out. And it leaves so much space for the newness to come in because right. with the equinox, see our, our seasons, well, there's four corners to our seasons. You get the solstices, and the solstice uh, translates to sun stands still. So the winter solstice, that's when the sun rises to the at its lowest point, rises and sets, so the days are short. And the summer solstice, six months later, the sun stands still at its highest point. We get the longest day and the shortest night. But then the equinoxes, there are the other corners. It's come almost like they're on the opposite corners. And equinox is basically, it translates to equal day, equal night. And the, the mm-hmm. night and the day is almost equal. And wow. in the fall, that is basically the time to harvest, to bring things in. In the spring, the vernal equinox, it's about, it's water, it's rebirth, it's growth. And what I love, and I've been taking uh, astrology courses with uh, Tom Kearns, and we had him on, and we're going to have him on again, which will be a lot of fun. And what I find fascinating about the wheel of the year, it's a wheel, but it's square, so I don't know, but um, you superimpose that on the astrological signs in the first, this is actually the astrological new year, because we think of New Year's as, you know, New Year's Eve, but when you think about it, that's, that's ruled by um, oh my gosh, Capricorn. And that's, you know, all about planning, usually good with money or bad with money. That's the shadow side of that sign. I love how the spring equinox is at the moment that we cycle into Aries. And Aries is the baby. It's like the baby <laughs> of the astrological signs. So it's all about the newness. And it's about grabbing, just think of a baby. They everything is possible. It's the newness. They can grab life by the balls and make it their mm-hmm. own. 
And that's a wonderful way to look about, look at spring. Think of yourself astrologically as brand freaking new and you can do anything you want. And it, it's more about, you know, in the fall, it's more about planning, storing food and getting ready for shutting right. down for the winter. But this is about, okay, I'm going to try something brand spanking new. Let's get out there and do it. And it's that's a great time what, to manifest things, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Things and like, you've been planning, like let's manifest it now. Yeah. And I, I think the beautiful thing about this time of year is you can manifest just by thinking about it mm, yeah, and, and that's, putting that's yourself out there. And just the fact that I just love to think about Aries as the baby of the astrological signs. I have it. I have an Aries child. So <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy's an Aries. Oh, really? So is yeah. Adam. He, it's, and it's all about people that are creative, like beyond their, their wildest dreams. They're like, nope, I'm going to do it. They just have that go-to yes. done attitude. Yeah. Nothing did- stops them. Like if somebody said, no, that's not going to be possible. They're like, no, I'm going to do that over there. And they get it done. Yeah. And sometimes when someone says, no, I, I can't, it makes them do it more, you know, more quickly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, some of the other things for this, you know, empath psychic hygiene, um, I think not only should they get connected to nature, mm-hmm. connected to quiet hobbies, um, go to the ocean, right. Connect with pets. Um, Barb Nesnick was fa- famous for saying, and I love it. She said, the only thing that can heal a healer is horses. Yes. And, and it really helps with a lot of kids with nervous energy mm-hmm. to be a part of something, get them away from electronics, get them out of the house. And that's a big part of this time of year, yeah. get them out of the house and get them um, working in like maybe someplace they can volunteer, like a barn or something like that. Victoria Acres, Victoria Acres, Aaron uh, McGinnis, Pashley, Pashley McGinnis, McGinnis Pashley. Sorry, Aaron. She is always looking for people to come out muck, to come and muck out her stores, dolls. I can't yeah. even speak English. Yeah, yeah, and that's a great, great place to go. So it's Victoria Acres. I believe it's in Dwaynesburg. It's on Route Twenty. Yeah, it's, it's more Gilderland, but that is very true. So they can probably find her on, on Facebook. Yes. Um, but so anyway, so those are just some of the things and trying to do things. Maybe that's out of your comfort zone. Um, doing something, like I said, with the Reiki, doing drumming circles, doing mm-hmm. meditation, um, taking Epsom salt bath. Epsom salt bath for a healer is probably a must do. That The, you, the fountain of youth. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it literally pulls out the toxins, both physically and spiritually out of your body. Mm-hmm. If you are a person that smudges your home, smudge your home a little bit more if you're yep. an empath, because then you're, it's not coming in your space. It's not in your house. You're clearing that um, salt, your doorways. Mm-hmm. I like um, to take all of my crystals because I've got crystals in every nook and cranny of the house and by every entrance and window. Um, I like to take them and give them all a bath, um, especially around the time of the, the the full moon of the new equinox. And that just charge. I tend to put them because I've had like, I think raccoons come and take them. Um, I, you know, those dryer washer dryer bags for like mm-hmm. delicates. I will put them in there and I, I have a glass table that the moon just reflects. I put them out there um, and let them charge for 24 hours. I think that really helps. And then you dust out the corners where you keep them. 
Nothing right. like charging your crystals, charging and clearing your crystals. Um, by the way, you years ago had come and done some work on my home. Yes. And we put them in every single corner and some of the places we had forgotten about. And I was cleaning something out in the back porch. And I was like, yeah. what the heck is that? And it was like underneath like a board. I was like, our crystals. Oh. <laughs> they they <laughs> help so much. <laughs> yeah, they do help. They do help with that stuff, kind of grounding the property. Um trying to think what else keep yourself away from situations and people even if it's your career so mm -hmm. this is also you're talking about manifesting and the new year or you know as far as this with um us you know going into spring yes if you're in a career especially now that is not serving you get out um or is draining your batteries why are you staying in it if you're in a relationship that's doing that why are you staying in it and yeah. and you can give me all the well it's this it's that then find the happiness go yeah. find some place that does charge your batteries find the job i mean every place is hiring yeah now's the time if you need a job or want to change your job now's the time like never before it's crazy yeah you know i, I think another important thing to do right now in spring is play Oh, I just said that because of you the other day. I literally <laughs> said a Michelle line. It was a husband and wife on there. And I go, you two need to play. <laughs> Get some said, play, don't play. And they literally both started laughing. I said, Michelle says it all the time. I said, you two need to play more. You don't play. And he goes, and he said, the husband, he goes, you're right. We don't. I said, you've gotten so wrapped up in everything. You don't play anymore. And just to go offline or go off task, go off your, just get off of your list. It's like, oh, we got to do this, this, and this. Uh, Paul and I had a day yesterday that Dee was up at his girlfriend's house um, where her dad lives up in the mountains. And it's like, it was us and the puppy. We, we went off keto. We went and had Vietnamese food. We took a walk and it's, oh my God, we had so much fun. And it was so nice not looking at the clock. I think that's, something that we haven't done in such a long time is let's just not look at the clock and, and just to tie ourselves into the natural rhythm of the day. And it was just so nice. And we're always drawn to water, the two of us. And we found a pretty fountain and <laughs> talked to people. That's lovely. Yeah, yeah. That's, a, that's definitely what people need to be doing more of. And just that taking that slower time. Yeah. I know for myself, I'm really um, motivated to create i want to um i want to do some more artistic things that i haven't done in years i literally was saying something and i turned to jimmy and i said you know i i can draw he goes you can i said oh yeah i said i'm a pretty good artist like i forgot about it but like i used to do it all the time and i as you have kids and you're doing other things i not done that in a long time so yeah. that's like my my new thing that i'm going to start doing more of um tina a girlfriend of mine tina paselli who's down in florida mm -hmm. as well she started painting and she said i forgot i could paint oh my gosh well i think it's it's very much like going into your closet and finding mm -hmm. a box that contains things about you from your youth and childhood it's like a shoebox and pull it down and you open it open it up you're like oh i remember this and it's that is a big thing for, um, I, I haven't had too many men that ask me, but I, in majority, I have a lot of women clients mm -hmm. who women tend to keep evolving 
as they go with their yes. careers and their motherhood yeah. and they evolve into different stages and many of them will say, or they want their rating because they're like, I, I don't know what my purpose is. Well, yeah. you shouldn't be going, honestly, you shouldn't be going to a psychic for that. Honestly, <laughs> no. that's something that comes from within you mm -hmm. um, that you need to, to find. But one of the things I'll say to help them find it, mm -hmm. they'll say, do a little meditation and think about that girl that was in junior high, not the girl mm -hmm. in high school, but the girl in junior high, what did she love? Because by the time you hit high school, they're telling you what to do. Yeah. And you're worried about, you know, how boys think about you or girls think about you. And rather than who you want to be, I love middle school for that reason, because yeah. I love talking to the kids and they're just all their own little personal selves. Then you get to high school and it's all about how they're reflected by their peers. Right. Which is kind yep. of. Sweet. So when junior high is usually when they're like, everything is limitless. Yes. And that's the way we should always be. But mm -hmm. all of a sudden we get to high school and there's more limits. Like, no, you can't go to Harvard. No. Yeah. You can't be president. That's just ridiculous. I know they told you when you're a kid, anybody can be president, but you can't. Well, if your passion is government, if your passion is get involved in your local community, yeah. it doesn't mean you have to do it for a full-time career. Go out and do it or volunteer. If your passion is animals, go volunteer at a shelter yeah. or for the SPCA. Yeah, because you can make foster. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can make a much bigger difference. The, you know, you can president, president of what? Well, maybe you'll be president of, you know, right. the drama club or something, or something local. And that's, right. that's a wonderful thing. So I always tell people that, you know, go, I think, I, I say, think back to when you were, I often go back to like five years old and you had friends over and you want to play something, play house, you know, play artist. But what did you want to play? And we, we talk about that. And people, especially women, are just, it takes them like off guard. It's like, oh, geez, I don't, I don't know. I'm like, just take a moment, close your eyes. And like, sometimes I'll do a little inner child work and it, it's fascinating because they open their eyes after kind of revisiting themselves as a child. And they're like, oh, I wanted to do this. And I, I'm so different. I'm like, well, I don't even think you're that different. People don't change, just our perspectives change. Mm -hmm. And if you reorient yourself, to what you want and it's just amazing so i think that women mature almost in stages like you know the maiden the mother the crone i think we're more almost like seasonal where and maybe this is completely off base but i see a lot of men it's almost like they start like intense and then they kind of mellow over time it's yeah, more that linear yeah that's true it's a different right you're right it is a different perspective um with all of this, be gentle to your system. So yeah. as we were talking about removing things that are kind of like toxic people or toxic situations, but also, are you doing things that are holistic for you? And it doesn't mm -hmm. mean you have to like sit in a powwow and, and, but are you doing things that like, are you eating right? Are you drinking right? Are you doing things? Um, I can remember at one point coming into a group reading and um, one of the ladies said, wow, you lost a lot of weight. How did you lose weight? And I said, well, I eliminated sugar. I said, sugar, you know, isn't good for me. I'd still have sugar occasionally, but I really watch it because I don't, I don't feel good. If no. I'm on it. And um, she's like, she was drinking a glass of wine and she goes, oh, I could never do that. Huh. And I thought, well, yeah, you could but you're choosing to not be healthy. It's, exactly. it's no different than this kind of stuff. You're choosing not to be healthy. And honestly, you want to do that? Go right ahead. 
have yeah. at it, enjoy yourself. But if you're also feeling that it has those effects or people are having effects, things are giving you that weighted down feeling, what is it? You're the person that changes it. Why stick with it? And Anything I, with impacts is, impacts I think feel, it has almost a victim Oh yes, sometimes. Yep. And you don't have to be if you're an empath. Your child who's an empath doesn't have to be a victim. They can take back their energy. Yeah, I, I think it's about setting up boundaries. I remember doing boundary drawings with I think all three of my kids, where this is you in your box, you know, or a circle. Let's draw that circle. What color do you want around you? Because uh, I was talking about feeling people's feelings because they all do, and just setting almost like a, a dartboard with the bullseyes or whatever setting. And, and so they have a visual aid. Okay. I'm pushing that energy back to the blue line. It doesn't, the energy should not be in my circle of trust or whatever you want to call it in my inner circle. And just having a spot where a kid can organize or an adult, I still do this where, okay, this person is, you know, it, it, out at that circle because it, they, if they're closer, then it starts to take away from me. And I feel bad. I feel bad about myself. I, like I feel whiny. <laughs> it's like, why do I have this? Why? Do I? But it, it just really helps to organize yourself and, and how energies affect you. So I color code it. So, so music, raising mm. your vibrations, nature, animals, um, artwork, all of those things. Um, I, water anything like that that just gives you almost childlike joy yeah back to that people and bullshit and <laughs> shit like that <laughs> yeah you might have to have part of that in your life because maybe you're related to them yes. limit the energy and then make sure you do a lot of clearing a lot of clearing go to somebody to clear it after like listen i just had <laughs> thanksgiving weekend with my family i need you to do a full-on reiki on me and oh, I get a lot of people that ironically, I mean, I do Reiki. I don't, I'm a Reiki master. I don't teach. I just don't have the time or the space for that at this point in my life. But I noticed that certain times, like I'll get like a clump of, like I've got 10 people that like Reiki. It's all at once. It's like, yeah. wow, that's amazing. But you know, I'll have in one day, yeah, five, five readings and they're almost all somewhat Identical. similar where they have yeah. ability. They don't know who to talk to because they have ability. They are empaths. How do they navigate through it? And I'm the only person they can talk to that doesn't think they're crazy. <laughs> it's like, well, let's just get one thing. You're all crazy. <laughs> You're crazy. I'm crazy. And then here's the here's the details of how to navigate through that. Like you're gonna be okay. The owner's manual to crazy. Right. Here's the owner's manual manual to how to be an empath in a, in a, in a harsh world. Because we're all crazy. Everyone. Right. Everyone's saying everyone's crazy, but you know, yeah. I did want to mention what I do at the four corners of the seasons, the, the, the solstices and the equinoxes. I, I smudge often. I smudge myself as well. And I have a Palo Santo smudge, which I, I, ha I have it in a, an incense stick now, which is pretty handy. Um, but if I'm feeling funky, I'll smudge. And it's, I found it's really important to smudge over your head. Like I'm yes. doing a free motion because energy seemed to enter and attack through the base of your skull. I don't know. That seems to be the, the, the area of attachment. Huh. I never yeah. noticed that, but I always feel like I do feel like that, that the crown chakra. Yeah. Up and over. I do feel like back. it's up here, but I never noticed. Now 
ironically, my brother and other people will say when they feel negative spirits, they'll say, I feel it on the back of my neck. Yeah. That's our tender spot because we can't see it. And it, it's just, it's our, you know, our, one of our more vulnerable spots of attack. So definitely go up and over, you know, spin around. I like to use a smudge pot with loose white sage and some sweet grass in there. But you can also, and Barb has these classes sometimes at Willow Tree Wisdom, making seasonal smudges like juniper berries and whatnot. I remember that a couple times for our lunches. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And the teas, you know, a lot of the teas that we drink and yeah, yeah, the seasonal teas and Barb always has those, the same thing or whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Whiskey and other things. (laughs) Yeah. Whiskey and some other things. But um, yeah, that's, that is, that's true. Like um, kind of doing like a native American or the, the pagan or Wiccan where you're following more of the seasons, but you know what? It again goes to whatever resonates with you, whatever works for you. There is no, you know, you're putting that power and that intention into that to clear the space or, um, you know, make that barrier. And it's like, this gives me peace. And the power, the power really is in your intention. Cause I get people that say, no, how exactly should I do this? I'm like, well, what feels right for you? Because what works for me might not work for you. I can give you, I can tell you what I do. That's like when I teach people to clear, it's like, I'll give you my script, what I do, but, and I teach people to douse and I say, you know, but it's up to you, you know, how you want to do right. that. It, whatever works for you, make it your own. I'll give you what I have, but make it your own. And I always say, you know, I have three rules with this stuff, with, with, a psychic stuff and life in general, I always say, choose light over the dark, over dark. Don't turn to the dark side. Um, especially with empaths and psychics, if you misuse it, then you lose it. And then yeah. uh, rule number two is if you move an energy, make sure you fill it with something you want there. Positive energy, God's pure light and love, whatever you say, because if you leave an open space, something else will slide in. And the third one is something we always say here is unless you really know how to protect yourself, do not play with the Ouija board because you'll be calling. Uh, <laughs> we haven't had a bunch of calls about that lately. That's usually towards fall. Yes. It gets cracks out the Ouija boards and they Hollywood, think they can be Hollywood. all Halloween-y. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had it in a while. Knock on wood. <laughs> goodness. Yeah. Let's definitely knock on wood about that. Yeah. <sighs> Because then you and I are always like, oh, shit, they did it again. Here we go again. And they're yeah, so like go. over the top freaking out, understandably, but we're just like, so it's kind of like saying, oh, gosh, you know, carrots are on sale this week at the grocery yeah, store. Exactly. Yeah. It's just that's, so commonplace. Yeah, so that's like, yeah, definitely, whatever. definitely true. Any <laughs> final thoughts, Michelle? I think my final thought for spring is, you know, it's been a, it was a bit of a challenging winter you know, with COVID and it was just icy, whatnot, with the thaw, with everything being released from the the hold of cold, just do something fun, even for five minutes every day. And what I, what I really suggested, because I think we as kids is with spring showers, allow, envision that the spring showers are washing away anything that is just not necessary in your life. And when you see a nice big puddle, I want everyone just to jump in it. Remember how we used to splash in spring puddles? Take the time to play. Splash in puddles. Um, Dee, do you have any final thoughts? No. 
<laughs> Thanks, Steve, for your input and your insight, as always, invaluable. <laughs> um, well, the one, the one thing, like uh, when Michelle was talking about cleansing and clearing and doing, and you know, putting your intention and stuff, the same thing. I find goes for meditation because there's no right mm-hmm. way to do meditation. Like I have Agreed. my own, Amen. My, I do my own form of it um, where, you know, and I don't sit there legs crossed, um, you know, yep. your typical, <laughs> I, but I have my own way to, you know, just kind of connect with whatever it is that I'm trying to connect with. And I do my, uh, my affirmations and, and all of that stuff. And I usually start with what I'm thankful for before I'm, talking to anybody and asking for things gratitude is so excited i'm so proud of you i've been i've been doing that one involved in the last couple of years i know it's crazy isn't it and you're talking about it publicly and well and the thing is too is for a while i got away from doing it and you know and and then i started to feel junk like junk and stuff you know and it started i started getting back into the funk that i was in before and ironically just did a two hour podcast with a friend of mine, uh, my friend, Matt on my, mm-hmm. on the inside the mind podcast. And we talk inside the mind of D Scott is the name of the podcast. Right. I should get it yes. right. Yes. My <laughs> podcast. I should probably say it correctly. Um, <laughs> but we talked about, cause he dealt with some stuff too. So we talked mental health and getting away from things that make us happy and things that help us reconnect with ourselves and that was one of the things is i took my first walk of the season today too so oh good for you nice perfect good 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 that's all good stuff i might not be able to walk tomorrow but whatever but i'm glad i asked you yeah see you always have something to say and you know we all like get off of our routines and the routines that are good for us and um and then we always cycle back it's an ebb and flow and the most important thing with that is just to accept it and you know, be kind to yourself and not say, oh, why'd you stop doing that? Because it does, it comes and goes. It's like every now and then I have, you know, some jello shots and regret it the next morning. (laughs) (laughs) Three years. (laughs) Yeah, right. That's right. That's only every once in a while. Like, that's like a special thing. Listen, (laughs) you haven't had, you haven't done the bagpipes in the group like that in a couple of years since. I know. It was two, it was our first parade in two and a half years. And we missed the Albany parade because, they postponed it and we had already agreed to the Montgomery, New York, which they shut down this little town and just turn it into this bagpipe festival, um, pipes it. and drums. Oh my gosh. And then one of our drummers shows up, she goes, I made jello shots and like, Oh, all the different colors. And I wasn't driving. So I had a good time. <laughs> That's perfect. Everybody needs that. Yes. Um, I, my only final thought with it is um, for my impasse, my my parents of empaths, the indigo mm. children, just be kinder to yourself. Don't Absolutely. don't overstress it that you have to fit in so bad. If you're feeling this way, stop and consider where it's coming from. It's probably not internal. It's probably external, and you just need to to change how you take on that energy or don't yeah, take on that energy. Yes, yeah, is this me? This isn't my stuff. <laughs> is this me? Am I the drama? <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's a TikTok. Um, all right, guys. Well, thank you again for another wonderful episode. And thank you, D. Scott, for being an amazing producer. Oh, you're welcome. And thank you, Michelle Lyons Salido, for being a wonderful friend and um, psychic medium. Uh, thank you, too, Katie. <laughs> and uh, thank you to all of our listeners for sharing us, subscribing. 
um, sending us suggestions. Keep that coming and keep in communication with us. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Blinds turns palm